Well, hello there, and welcome to Ask Allie, your place for life advice with a metaphysical twist. Today is Monday, December 7th, 2015. Thank you for tuning in and giving me a listen to. My Black Friday Cyber Monday special went quite well. Um, there, for every current client I had, there was 1.5 new clients that bought something. So that's good. You know, even though I'm, I'm not doing this after the beginning of the year, um, taking on new clients, uh, it, it was good. I had the last annual blowout be such a, a rousing success. So thank you. That makes me, you know, that makes me feel good uh, to, in a few different ways. One, um, people still value my opinion, my readings, which always makes me feel good. And two, the fact that it did so well, because it was the annual and the last one, just reinforces my um, feeling that putting that in the past is the right thing to do. So, yay, go team. Okay. Uh, what else is, is there anything else going on? Uh, not really. I'm working on the Gypsy Girl Press site. Um, it's a slow go because I'm not quite sure how to do all the little finagle things that came with my new theme. Um, the theme that's up there now is not my new theme. I mean, it's new, but that's one of the free versions. I bought a bookstore theme and now I have to figure out how to use it. There's a lot of things in there I've never seen. It's kind of complicated. So I, it's going to take some time. <laughs> I'm going to get it worked out. Uh, interesting enough, um, AllieThies.com and OutofBodyExtasy.com both experienced a huge spike <laughs> in people showing up and checking them both out. Um, AllieThies.com came from another site that had my uh, Intimate Energy article on with the link back to my site that that certain article cycles through their huge base um client base or customer base subscriber base that's what i'm looking for subscriber base like twice a year and so this is the rotation where it hits so that's how a lot of people got to alley thieves now out of body ecstasy people have been um googling i guess out-of-body sex, actual sex, telepathic sex, dream sex. So that's been that's been cool that people have been stopping by, taking a look. Um, you know, I've had so many people over the years write so many horrible things about me because of out-of-body ecstasy. And the fact that um, they just assume that I'm, you know, crazy. And in fact, a few people got my out-of-body ecstasy book, read it, they put they posted reviews on their site saying, you know, this chick is fucking nuts. I'm like, oh, guys, I'm not crazy. <laughs> really, I'm not. Um, but yeah. So I, all in all, I'd say it's been a decent week since I saw you guys last or talked to you guys last. The topic. And of course, the topic. Are you hitting your fox glass ceiling? Of course, this is coming out of my own personal experience. <laughs> so, a fox glass ceiling, which means a fake glass ceiling. It's not really there. Years ago, not years, two years, a couple years ago, I read a book called The Big Leap by Gay Hendricks. And he and his wife wrote that. They're both PhDs. They've written several books. But this is the one that I... Um, hooked on to. The URL, by the way, for the book and that website for that book is in the show notes. Um, 
But they wrote this book and they say people cannot go further with their goals, cannot go further in life because they keep hitting um, their what's called an upper limit. That's what they call it. And you reach that point and then it's like, oh no, what am I going to do? Oh my God, if I take one more step, ah, you know, so you take a zillion steps backwards because you've hit that limit because you hit that spot and fear kicks in and you're like, hell no, I'm not going any further. And that's what I mean by the fox glass ceiling. We all, all of us human beings hit that point where we're like, oh my God, if I take one step more, I'm going to (laughs) barf. I know it's towards my goal, but I just, I don't think so. Well, I, over the last week, <laughs> I hit my upper limit twice, um, or my fake, my fox glass ceiling, however you would like to look at it. One of it happened to be I was at the Worcester Band Parent Association board meeting. And since I've taken over the concession stands at the football games next year, I went just to meet people and you know introduce myself. And the day before, uh, Kyle, my son and I, we were talking about, you know, running a band is hard work. I mean, not only for the directors, and we have three of them, the three directors and um, <clears throat> the, the kids who are in band. I mean, that all right there is a whole lot of work. But everything that happens behind the scenes, usually by the Worcester Band parents, it's amazing what these guys have been pulling off. And they do it well. I mean, the coffers are kind of nice. They're all getting spent, mind you. It's not like they're sitting on it and doing a happy dance. But, you know, it it enables the the Worcester Band to buy more uh, instruments and uniforms. With 195 people in marching band, that can get quite expensive. So Kyle and I were talking with this idea. What about doing some sort of documentary on band parents? to show everybody what it's like to be a band parent and what we go through to help the band put on the best shows possible to help our kids succeed in band. Um, and there's not a lot of us in the Band Parent Association. There is, as I said, 195 kids in our marching band. And it's also, then we have orchestra, which is like another 25, 30, 30 people. And then we have choir, another 30, 40 people. And there is probably 15 of us, 15 parents for everything combined that help make this thing run. And then we have volunteers that come in every once in a while for concessions and the pancake breakfast that's coming up this weekend and the tube of Christmas and, and stuff like that. But we, I can say we now, since I'm part of the, the band association, keep things flowing. It's a lot of work and you don't realize how much work it is and how well it is run until you're in the middle of it. So anyways, so I had this idea, documentary, band parents, um, and how, how it goes and the sacrifices we make and everything we do, et cetera, et cetera. Um, kind of put in the version of, I'm thinking kind of, um, why did I forget his name? Oh my God. I cannot believe I forgot his name. It is not Mike Myers. (laughs) And I know someone over there shouting at, at your MP3 player, I know the name, and it's going to pop up at some point in time. But anyways, so I had this idea. And I go to the Band Parents Association, and I'm like, I'm not telling these guys this idea. I'm just not. 
because that was my upper limit. I'm like, oh my God, what if they think I'm, what do they think it's stupid? And then what if they think it's a good idea? What the hell am I going to do then? (laughs) Really? What am I going to do? Because I've never shot a documentary before, ever, or written one. So that is like all, all new, all new and quite scary new. So I, I, I'm the first one there because that's me. I'm always early. And the, the, the president, the BAM Association president comes in and we're talking and I said, you know, introduce myself and, and I, I'd like to run something past everybody. And he goes, okay, well, why don't you tell me what it is? And I'm like, oh God, that means I have to tell him first. What if he thinks it's stupid? So I told him and he's like, he's, he's a, he's a very matter of fact kind of guy, very intense just uh-huh mm-hmm uh-huh mm-hmm oh really hmm, hmm and and then the the treasurer comes in and he's like hey Allie here wants to make wants to make a movie and the guy's like as long as I'm not in it you shoot around me I'm good with it so so those two are kind of joking about it and the meeting goes on and we're at the and I'm not I'm speaking up here and there about different items but it comes to an end and I haven't spoke, you know, he's like, does anybody else have any more business? And nobody's saying anything. And then, then the president goes, Allie wants to talk about a movie she's thinking about making. And in the back of my head, I'm going, oh, fuck. He remembered. I don't want to talk about it. And I'm screaming on the inside. And then I start talking. And when it comes to Phil, I'm very passionate and very enthusiastic. And I got hands waving and I'm pointing and I'm, I swear, I think my spit must have been coming out of my mouth. I'm like, do, 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 do. And they're like, huh, that's not bad. Why don't you explore it? Get back to us in January about different things you find, who you can talk to for doing film and everything. Because here in Worcester, the College of Worcester has its own film department. Our high school has its own film department. And... Um, the gentleman who filmed all of our marching band stuff, he's fantastic. So they're like, talk to people, put up a, put, you know, put together something, you know, an idea of how you would want the documentary to go and talk about us, talk about it in January. And I had maybe three different people come up to me after the meeting to talk to me about it. So now I'm in the, oh crap, <laughs> now I'm going to do this stage. Okay. So that was one upper limit that I forced myself to go push myself through. The second one. The Wayne County Humane Society is looking for a shelter director. And anybody who knows me, actually knows me, would know I would be a kick-ass shelter director because I am very passionate about animals. I'm very dedicated to their well-being. It's really a no-brainer, okay? However, in the um, qualifications for the shelter director, our Humane Society is a kill shelter. Um... So I would have to become um, certified, certified euthanasian technician. And of course, in order to get certified, I have to put an animal down. So that is the number one reason why I never became a vet. Because I didn't want to put any animals down. Oh, I'm getting upset just thinking about it. But I thought to myself, okay, we have this in there. You know, what if you're the person who's supposed to step in and change things around? Slowly, because nothing ever changes fast in Worcester, change the, and change it around. And I thought, oh my God, I'm going to have to kill animals first before I get things changed around. So I was, I was warring in my head about this for about two weeks. Um, I had everything put together. I had reference letters, the application, cover letter, resume, the whole nine yards. 
And I knew it was hitting that upper, that fake glass ceiling that I put there uh, because of the overwhelming fear and the distaste, distaste of putting down animals. <clears throat> but I did it. I pushed through and I sent everything in. Now, will I hear from them? I got no... Well, hello. <laughs> Why, thank you for saying that. Um, will I hear from them? I don't know. No, I don't. Uh, for some reason, I have a feeling I will. Um, so there you go. I pushed through two, two huge upper limits of mine and, um, we'll see. (laughs) We'll see. But that, that's, that's what gave me the idea for today's topic. What fake fox, whatever glass ceiling do you have above you? You know, you're moving towards your goals, but you hit that spot and it takes an almost an act of Congress to push through. You know, I have a friend who's getting going on her um, healing massage business. And no matter how many times we get going, she keeps hitting these these glass ceilings. And I'm like, you got to push through. We got to we got to push through it. Or you're never going to get anywhere. Do you want to stay exactly where you're at forever? And she's like, well, no, I don't. I said, well, we got to hit through those ceilings. We have to recognize it's a fear. It's a fear to push forward. It's a fear of success. It's a fear of failure and keep going. You know, if, if we keep waiting for that other shoe to drop or for things or for the bottom to fall out, you know, underneath us, uh, eventually we'll have a self-fulfilling prophecy. Eventually that other shoe will drop and the bottom will fall out because that's what we keep thinking about. That's what we keep going. Oh, well, I don't know. So, you know, I, with doing both of these things. And hey, you never know. I might be doing the Humane Society and the film. Can you imagine? Um, but I had two people ask me, okay, this is fantastic. You know, what What if you get the job? And what if you do the film? All great. But what about writing? <laughs> You're supposed to be writing. And yes, I am supposed to be writing. And I think that is another, for me, another fake fox glass ceiling. I think that is another upper limit that keeps me from writing because it's what if people hate my story? It's a hell of a story. It's been in my head since I was a kid, but what if people hate it? It's like, oh, you know, and you, th- you think back and you look at yourself and you're like, oh my God, seriously, what if, uh, you big flipping baby, eh, quit crying and just do it. <laughs> just get it done. That way you can go on and cry about the next thing. There'll always be something to cry over. You know, I don't know if I should do it. Just do it. Because once you hop over that hurdle, something else will pop up. And something will pop up after that. And something will pop up after that. But you keep growing and learning. And that glass ceiling, which we will always keep putting there because we're human, will just keep moving and moving and moving and moving. But until we move that glass ceiling, we're stuck in the same spot. You know, had I not applied, who knows if either will pan out. But had I not tried either one, then I would be stuck in the same position. I'm thinking about going to apply to be a shift manager at Aldi's, which will probably kill me because of my back. But why not? I'll give it a shot. If it doesn't work, it doesn't work. But it's something. And continue to write and do the do the film 
And I think I can really do this film. I really think it's a, I really think it's a good idea. Um, but yeah. So look at your life. Look where you're at. Look to where you want to be. Where is your fox glass ceiling stopping you? I know you're hitting it. Because if you weren't hitting it, you'd be beyond it by now doing whatever it is you're scared to do. Right? That fear, that fear is doing a happy dance on your glass ceiling and sticking its tongue out at you. Nah, 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 nah. And if you want to give fear a face, sticking their tongue at you and, and wagging, you know, their fingers in the ears, whatever ex, ex-husband, ex-wife, ex-boyfriend, ex-business partner, whatever ex that when you think about them, you would like, just like to uh, smack that smirk off their face, put their face on fear. Put their face up there. And when it's doing a dance and doing making faces at you, you got to think to yourself, do I want that person to win? That fear with that face, do I really want them to win? No, I don't want them to win. I want you to throw up on them and stump them into the ground. That's what you want to do. I'm going to wipe that smirk off your face. And you push back that fox glass ceiling do whatever it is you need to get done and move forward to where the next glass ceiling is. And you imagine them jumping on it again. There, there's never going to be a time where things don't scare you. Because if there is a time when things don't scare you, then you're not living. Then you're not doing anything. Then you're not taking chances. You're in the you know, Amazon Prime's show hole. Just watching the show over and over again. Okay, so it's something to think about, guys. This went much further than I ever wanted it to, but hey, (laughs) when I'm on a roll, I'm on a roll. So think about what I said and your fox glass ceiling, which brings me to the holistic item of the week. It is the book, The Big Leap. Um, It's very good. It is. Um... I'm going to have to yell, I do believe it, Lucky, here any second now because she is bouncing off the walls. And, yeah, oh, I'm talking about you. And Gandalf wants to take her out. That could be a problem. So, The Big Leap, it's a book. Um, You can go to Amazon, pick it up. The URL to the book's website is in the show notes. Um, I think you'll be very pleased if you read that book over break. It is very helpful to getting your ass in gear. And if you don't want to buy it, libraries. It's at libraries. Check it out of your library. Read it. Put it back so somebody else can read it. It's the way things go. All right. Excelente. Thank you for joining me for Ask Allie. If you like this episode, please rate on iTunes and tell your friends. The more people who listen, the more people I can help have their aha moments. Join me on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram, and my website, AllieFeast.com. You guys have an absolutely fantastic week, and I'll catch you next Monday. Take care. <laughs>